This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, April 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Aid for Klamath Farmers. Newsom avoids drought responsibilities and mixed reaction to killing food box program. USDA offers drought assistance to Klamath farmers. USDA is offering up to $10 million in assistance to agriculture producers in the Klamath River Basin. The aid accompanies a decision Wednesday by the Bureau of Reclamation to limit water allocations in the region to just 8% of historic demand. USDA tapped into its Wildfire and Hurricane Indemnity Program Plus to provide the assistance. California and Oregon may also apply for block grants through the program to more specifically target impacted producers. You can read our full report on the Klamath water allocations at agripulse.com. Costa aims to fix California's canals with new bill. Representative Jim Costa of Fresno is announcing a new legislative proposal today that would authorize $653 million for restoring three canals. According to his office, repairing the Delta Mendetto Canal, the Friant Kern Canal, and the California Aqueduct would help California's drought resilience and reduce reliance on groundwater pumping. Another $180 million would help restore salmon runs on the San Joaquin River. Costa's working with State Senator Melissa Hurtado. Her measure, Senate Bill 559, calls for nearly $800 million for the repair project. The first hearing for that bill is set for the end of the month. Newsom reluctant to take on emergency drought obligations. Governor Newsom again brushing off calls to declare a statewide drought emergency yesterday during a press conference. Newsom, along with his water resources director, has maintained that the state does not yet need emergency authorities to enact most drought measures. Newsom said having a friendlier administration in Washington, D.C., has allowed for more flexibility and real-time collaboration on drought preparation. The federal government plays a huge and outsized role in terms of water policy and water allocation and also pending litigation, said Newsom, alluding to a series of lawsuits last year over the biological opinions governing Delta flows. Newsom acknowledged the political responsibility involved in an emergency declaration. That comes with emergency authority that not everyone may want to invest in one individual, he said. It also comes with obligations that everybody else needs to be mindful of in terms of potential impacts. Keep in mind, this contrasts with Newsom's initial pandemic response in 2020 when his office issued numerous executive orders relating to the public health crisis while the Capitol shut down and lawmakers sheltered in place. Those actions have been the central target of a recall movement to oust the governor, which has likely gathered enough signatures to qualify for a vote this fall. But Newsom did not completely rule out a drought declaration and again said to expect more announcements in the days and weeks to come. I'm very mindful of the growing anxiety around water, he said. Senate adds drought protections to budget plan. Senate leaders announced a new budget proposal yesterday aimed at boosting the state's economic recovery. The Build Back Boldly plan includes $2 billion for addressing and mitigating the impacts of drought. 
Agriculture and local water agencies would get $300 million for sustainable groundwater assistance. The rest would mostly go to urban water conservation, safe drinking water projects, and environmental protections. Other provisions in the plan include debt relief for student loans, universal education, wildfire funding, and health care access. This is a very ambitious budget with many big-ticket items, probably the biggest in memory, said Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins in a press call. Food box program gets the axe. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack's decision to end the Farmers to Families food box program is getting a mixed reaction from farm groups. Vilsack told the House appropriators that USDA is replacing the program with expanded use of the Emergency Food Assistance Program, or TFAP, and a new dairy donation program. The American Farm Bureau Federation was surprised by the decision, said President Zippy Duvall. He said more than 150 million food boxes were produced and helped America's families suffering from the hardships caused by COVID-19. The need is still there, he said. National Milk Producers Federation CEO Jim Mulhern said the food box program was, quote, very helpful last year in responding quickly to both last year's food supply chain disruptions and the dramatic rise in the number of Americans experiencing food insecurity. But he noted that the program, quote, also had its challenges. The United Fresh Produce Association has welcomed USDA's new plan to include fresh produce boxes in TFAP for distribution to food banks. But the groups want the department to set up a new produce box program as a part of a fundamental realignment of USDA feeding programs. Ninth Circuit hears Prop 12 arguments, but no clues on a decision. A ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals panel did not hint at how it will end up ruling in the case argued yesterday over California's Proposition 12. The law requires pork products sold in the state to come from sows raised with a minimum amount of square footage. Timothy Bishop, representing the National Pork Producers Council and American Farm Bureau Federation, said pig farmers throughout the country will have to bear the cost of altering their operations to comply with Prop 12. He said those immense costs are going to be borne by every single market hog, he told a three-judge panel. The law, the groups argue, violates the Commerce Clause by imposing costs on producers outside of the state of California. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Vilsack, we'll talk to Treasury about stepped-up basis. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says he'll make sure the Treasury Department understands the importance of stepped-up basis to farms. Vilsack was pressed about that issue during an appearance yesterday before the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. The panel's Democratic chairman, Georgia's Representative Sanford Bishop, pointed out that preserving the stepped-up basis was a major concern of the American Farm Bureau Federation. Vilsack noted that under current law, stepped-up basis is only an issue for heirs of a farm when and if you want to sell the farm. With stepped-up basis, heirs don't have to pay capital gains taxes on the increase in value that occurred while the parent or other descendant held the property. Why it matters? Well, Biden proposed during the campaign to eliminate the stepped-up basis. A Senate Democratic proposal that AFBF is fighting would go a step further and tax all intergenerational transfers of property over a million dollars with no step-up in basis.
USDA moving on equity reviews. Ag Secretary Vilsack provided an update on USDA's plans to weed out vestiges of discrimination and systemic racism in the department's programs. USDA will be asking for nominations to a new equity commission that will be set up under procedures of the Federal Advisory Committee Act. We see this as an external, expert-led review of various programs at USDA, starting with those that are customer-facing, where we've had the most significant issues with reference to program complaints, Vilsack told the lawmakers. In the meantime, the department is proceeding with an internal review led by USDA staff with working groups now established in every area of the department. Here's today's She Said It. It could be the nail in the coffin for some businesses who were already kind of on the edge. That Rianne Perry of the Washington State Agriculture Department on the impact of port slowdowns for some ag exporters. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, April 15th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.